Welcome to A Brew and a Biscuit, a podcast for those who want to live a more intentional life and take a different path. I'm your host, Nicolette LaFonseca. It's episode 10, which means that I get to announce the winner of my launch hamper, which was full of all sorts of goodies. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll have seen lots of lovely pictures of it. Um, if you go to Instagram, you can. I'm going to post a video in stories of me pulling the name from the hat. But for all of you here, the winner is Sketching the Seasons. Now, I need to be very organised now and go through all of my messages and the screenshots and match that handle to the human but I'm assuming that if the human is now listening they'll know if they are sketching the seasons and they know that they've got a hamper on its way. Thank you all so much for listening, for leaving ratings, for leaving reviews and I just want to say I'm really really grateful for all the support that I've had so far and just because the competition is over, please keep supporting, share the podcast if you have a favourite episode, share it on your social media, tell a friend and support all of the podcasts that you listen to because it really is the best way for us to be found, for our voices to be heard and to grow our audience. Without further ado, I'm going to launch into this episode but before I continue... I need to say that this episode is about overcoming adversity and during the episode I am going to talk about things that do come with a trigger warning so uh, you know please if you feel that this will be too upsetting for you then that's okay if you don't listen also if you have it on in the car or the kitchen when the kids are around I do mention things like abuse. I don't go into details, but they might be words and concepts that you then don't want to have to get into and explain to young children. It isn't a depressing episode. I do mention these things. It is a positive episode without being, you know, any toxic positivity. There's no toxic positivity because, quite frankly, that can get in the bin. I just wanted to give you a heads up and it would be wholly irresponsible of me to not say that these things will be mentioned in this episode. I think that it's fairly safe to say that last year and this year has thrown up all sorts of issues that none of us were prepared for and not just the pandemic but the ripple effect of the pandemic, the ripple effect of actions taken I think will be felt for many, many years to come and it will be generational financial issues, grief, anxiety. We have now put adversity and anxiety and worry under the microscope, maybe more than we would have done if we had not had this. But that doesn't mean that those things don't happen all the time, that adversity doesn't happen all of the time. Now, when you go to Google and you might put in, you know, adversity or overcoming adversity, you will be met with a plethora of advice from gurus, articles, psychologists, you know, that you will 
be wading through. You could probably get to page 50 of Google before you start getting real, like, unrelated stuff. You could go into the deepest, darkest pages of Google and you will still be finding these things. A lot of the things that I was reading when I was researching this, I disagreed with. Yeah, shocker, I disagree with stuff. You know, I disagree with stuff all the time. So one of the things I wanted to do in the episode was a bit of and what I consider myth-busting, you know that I like myth-busting, but I wanted to, first of all, say that I'm no stranger to adversity. In fact, I sometimes feel like listing the things that I have happened to me feels a little made up, or that I should have my own entire season of Jerry Springer or Trisha or, or some such programme neglectful foster carers, I've overcome rape, sexual abuse, bullying, physical disability, cancer, chronic mental illness, an abusive husband, poverty, I've got a growth in my brain, really, you know, stillbirth, there is a lot of stuff going on. But one thing that I have discovered when I started talking about these things on social media is that I'm not alone. People who have experienced one thing I've actually experienced a lot of really awful things. For a long time, I used to think that this must be something wrong with me, that I am bringing down all of this adversity on myself. I must have such bad energy that I attract this stuff. And actually, a lot more of us are suffering multiple trauma, but we don't we don't talk about it. Since I started talking about it on social media, I was getting a lot of messages or people were commenting on my stuff. Actually, there's there's a lot of us in the same boat. And so my first point is you will find a lot of articles and a lot of gurus saying, you know, you make your own luck. You make your own luck. And actually, I think that those sort of sentences can go down the road of victim blaming. So I'd like to say, instead of saying you make your own luck, you know what? Stop blaming yourself because I did that. I did that for decades. This is my fault. I'm doing something. There must be something horrible in me. And this is not to say that there is no truth to the fact that you can make your own look to an extent. You can be a person who is open to opportunity or a person who's closed themselves off to seeing what the world can offer. But there is a real danger in this narrative of victim blaming. Some bad things will happen to you regardless of what you do you know we don't want to go down the road of asking what someone was wearing or were they drinking so the next point I want to make is about growth mindset and I'm a big fan of growth mindset I am neurodivergent Uh, my son has issues in that department he finds it very difficult to process uh, any mistakes or, or actually his perceived failures if you are going through a period of adversity it's okay to not learn from it straight away or for a long time you're allowed to just lean into it and have some downtime and just have a bit of escapism one thing that we have found over this past year and a bit is a complete and utter media saturation and I'm talking about social media as well as mainstream media and TV telling us that we have learned about ourselves and that we've had to have an epiphany and that you know what if at the end of this you got through it without buying a puppy getting knocked up or having an epiphany I haven't had an epiphany I didn't learn something inward about myself I just had a rubbish time and it's done and I'm moving through it don't have to analyze everything to the nth degree 
And that's not to say that you have to bottle things up. For example, I know the issues I have with my father. I know the upset that is being caused by by sexual abuse. I'm aware of them, but I didn't have to sit there and force a growth mindset when I didn't want to. I could have those little snippets come at any time and that's okay. It's not about necessarily bottling it up. It's about saying it's okay to have a bit of escapism because if you force yourself, if you force your mind and your body to constantly learn from adversity and not let yourself fully heal from it without having to have a a massive diatribe or focusing on it constantly you're going to burn out you need that time off from being the person who's had to have a lot of horrible things happen to them when I started my blog it was pure escapism it has evolved over time and now I I do talk about things spoken about cancer I've spoken about mental health I've spoken about depression but in the beginning back in the day and you can scroll back if you want because there were some god-awful photos and I didn't even spell check anything and the grammar well the grammar's appalling but if you want to you can scroll back and you can see it was a fluffy place and the reason it was there was because I'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. I was living in a house on my own because my partner was working away. No one was visiting me. No one was really calling me up. I was going into work every day and people were being lovely at work and I had a lovely manager. There's a look in a person's eye that makes you feel like you are sick. And for me, sitting on my own every evening, I needed to not be sick I decided that I was going to give myself time off from having cancer and the way I chose to do that was having this blog Archie in the Rug which is named after my two dogs and that's what it was it was a, a place where I could just talk about math things that I'd made take terrible photos little world where I wasn't sick okay so my next point that I want to talk about when I'm talking about adversity is I want to say Nietzsche wrong. He is famous for using the phrase that which does not kill us only makes us stronger. Hmm I have a real problem with this saying. I've never liked it and I've become even it's become even more loathsome for me since I've seen it popping up on Instagram in various forms as an inspirational I'm using inverted commas here, you can't see because it's a podcast, an inspirational quote. Hey, you know, you've got to thrive after this. You're going to come out of this the other side like a phoenix, like a warrior, stronger. You're going to be Xena warrior princess after this. But actually, that's not true. A lot of things that happen to us don't make us stronger. They leave us as weak as a kitten. And without stating the obvious of like physical ailments of, you know, having heart surgery, for example, things have a lasting effect on us. So I'm just going to talk about the mental impact of that statement. I was a social worker for almost a decade and I can promise you that trauma does not always make you stronger. In fact, what it does is it compounds. If this wasn't true, if I was speaking nonsense, PTSD would not exist but it does. Children who have grown up in adversity and suffered trauma are not more resilient. In fact, they're quite the opposite because even a small event can trigger a large and sometimes an unexpected response in them as adults. 
Now, at the beginning of this episode, I did say that I was going to be talking about things that may trigger you, and that is a very obvious thing, but sometimes you can be triggered by a smell, by a colour, by an outfit, the taste of something that takes you back to a moment that nearly destroyed you, and you can't always protect yourself from them. And you'll see a lot of people posting about trigger trigger warnings and it's it's become an accepted part of our modern day vernacular so don't be afraid to tell people that their words or behavior are triggering to you even if they sound like they shouldn't be some of the things that trigger me seem completely nonsensical to the rest of the world and I you know I'm a woman in my 40s and I'm only just finding it okay for myself to say I can't do that I don't want to go into it but I can't do that and I need you to understand that. A little while ago, I think it was halfway through last year, I heard Catherine May on the podcast The Good Life Unraveled with the lovely Elizabeth and she spoke about her book Wintering which is in that pile of books next to my bed that I'm getting round to reading that I probably will be crushed to death under at some point but it is in my pile of books but what she spoke about really resonated with me because I often talk about leaning into it when it comes to overcoming adversity which is sometimes misinterpreted as okay go home and wallow in self-pity but actually it's not about wallowing when I say leaning into it it's about a level of acceptance that the sun isn't shining every day that you don't have to put a positive spin on it. And then when life gives you lemons, sometimes you just think, oh, shit, I've got loads of lemons. You don't have to make lemonade every time. You don't have to learn to dance in the rain. You don't have to look for the rainbow. You don't have to look for the silver lining. You don't have to do any of those things all of the time. And you don't have to be the best version of yourself all the time. Sometimes it's okay to just be a little bit rubbish. And sometimes accepting that really bad things happen. And often that's disproportionate. Now, I have a lot of issues. I've had issues with my health and my personal life. I fell victim to, but it's unfair. What have I done? It's not fair. I'm a good person person the trouble with falling into the it's unfair trap is that it actually is then another thing that begins to harm you trauma isn't distributed equally you only have to turn on the news to see that there are people my age who have never not lived in a refugee camp there are people in their 40s and older who have lived their entire life as a refugee in fear trauma is not distributed equally and fairly. We are plagued by toxic positivity in this world and one thing that I have noticed as a disabled woman is that you are supposed to say, look at my disease, it's made me stronger and now I'm the CEO of this wonderful business and I know how to smile every day. Well wouldn't that be exhausting and wouldn't I be an incredibly dull person to be around if I only had one level of human emotion. The thing is, we need to experience a full range of human emotions. Back in university, I wrote an essay that got a first. I think it was the first essay that I wrote that got a first. And it's it's nice. I like 
academic achievement. In this essay, which I'm not going to read all 5,000 words to you, I stated that disability didn't exist, that we all have different abilities and it is society that disables the person. And I thought that was brilliant. I now think, what a load of horse poop. Society is not the only thing making my life difficult. It does, and society can be tremendously disabling in many, many ways. But my life is just difficult just being in my home. I'm in pain, therefore I'm not sleeping. Society is given me a lovely expensive mattress and great pillows that we spent an awful lot of money on and I'm still in pain. Learning to to lean into that and accept that has actually made me feel better because that's one less thing that I'm having to pretend about or fight about. I don't have to say that I feel amazing. And the other side of leaning into it is allowing that moment of grief and allowing the purge. If you were to be bitten by a venomous snake, you would draw that poison out from the wound. That wound will not heal until you have done it. So before you can heal, you have to grieve. My last point, ignore advice to be inspired by others. When I went on to Google... I was disgusted, and that's not a hyperbolic way of speaking. I was disgusted at how many experts are telling you to look at the achievement of others. One of the things that I've experienced is that I've had, I've actually had managers say, well, you know, I was reading that Johnny Depp has bipolar, and he made two movies last year. Well, that's great, but now you're comparing me with somebody else as if, we're comparable humans and that everybody's illness manifests in exactly the same way and I'm not actually even bipolar so now all mental illness is the same mental illness great now I've written extensively on my blog about breast cancer about mental illness about disability and baby loss I've received copious emails from people telling me that I'm inspirational and in the same sentence saying that they wish there could be more like me. Now, I'm just going to read out to you the email that I send back to them. I am not inspirational. I am a deeply flawed person who has moved through a fence that have flawed me and I've gotten back up again. I have approached life with a certain stubbornness that has served me well, but it has also been damaging in the past when I have not allowed myself to rest or to grieve when I actually needed to. If you want to take inspiration from me and that helps you, then take all you need. I'm always on the end of an email for my readers. But please never compare yourself to anyone else. No one is more inspirational than you are. We're all coming from different places, from different levels of support and life is nuanced. Never strive to be another person because then the world would lose you and that would be the real tragedy. So please go and write down three things about yourself that you like no matter how big or small they are and put them somewhere to remind yourself of how inspirational you are. So I send that email because it can be rubbish. I I suck probably 97% of the time easily. 
sometimes more. Sometimes I suck 102% and I'm not even very good at math. You know, to summarise, first of all, do not blame yourself. Bad stuff happens. You are not attracting it. Allow yourself time to move through it. And your pace is going to be different than my pace or your neighbour's pace or, or some celebrity who has written about it in a magazine's pace. Remember that you need to take care of yourself by telling people what your triggers are, by speaking up, by accepting that there are things you're going to find difficult. Don't fall into a comparison trap because life is nuanced. I hope this has been helpful. I hope any adversity you are having, you have a support network and you can always email me. I always write back. You can email me on nicolettebrewpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Archie in the Rug and I will write back to you. Okay, take care and I'll speak to you next week.